From the tragic helicopter crash that took the life of Kobe Bryant, to the shocking revelation that Chadwick Boseman passed from battling colon cancer for four years, we talk about George Floyd, a kind-hearted man who became victim to police brutality on what seemed to be another average day, and showing us why 2020 was a year to forget. We aren't strangers to acts of police brutality. In fact, some might say it's what the US is best known for. But on May 25th, 2020, the world saw some of the cruelest brutality with the murder of George Floyd. I was upset about how it was handled, how, you know, that it could have been prevented. I, I was upset. I didn't know how to feel exactly. Video, he's not really doing anything and the cop we know cops are like, oh, you only get forceful when like the suspect or whatever isn't cooperating. But George Floyd was cooperating. I saw people like posting it. And it's not that I didn't care. I was like, oh, like another person has died because of cops. I'm like, how long is this going to keep going? It was any normal day for George Floyd going to his local grocery store to buy a pack of cigarettes. It was a routine trip. He got his cigs paid with the $20 bill and was on his way. The store employee claimed the bill was fake and called the cops. In the 911 call made after demanding the cigarettes back, the employee had said, quote, he doesn't want to do that, according to a transcript released by authorities. He also claimed that Floyd looked drunk and not in control of himself. After the call, two officers arrived and Floyd was sitting with two other people in a parked car around the corner. Thomas Lane, one of the officers, approached the car, pulled out his gun, and ordered Floyd to show his hands. But it's never explained what motivation he had to order Floyd to show his hands. just after 8 p.m. on May 25th, and the security cameras of this local restaurant are rolling. The indicated time is about 20 minutes fast. A blue Mercedes has been parked curbside on East 38th Street for several minutes. We do not have footage showing when it arrived. George Floyd is in the driver's seat. A police car pulls up in front of this local convenience store and two officers walk in. Minneapolis police said in a statement their officers responded to a report of a forgery in progress, meaning someone was trying to use counterfeit money in a store. A few minutes later, the officers crossed the street and approached the vehicle. The police said they found the suspect in his car. The first officer approaches the driver while his partner walks around to the passenger side. The interaction between the officer and Floyd can't clearly be seen from this angle, but the driver of this black vehicle filmed part of it on his phone. The officer struggles to get Floyd out of the car. His colleague walks over to help him put the handcuffs on. The black car pulls away and drives off after a few minutes. 
Floyd falls briefly to the ground. The officer lifts him back up before leading him towards the sidewalk where he directs Floyd to sit on the ground. A park police car shows up to the scene. Redacted body cam footage from that new officer was released by the park police chief. The officer exits the car to see his two colleagues questioning Floyd and two people who were just in the car. A few minutes later, the officer helps Floyd up off the ground. The video has no sound, so we don't know what was said between the two officers and Floyd in this moment. They walk him across the street back towards their squad car. Floyd falls to the ground once more. Police originally said they noticed Floyd going into medical distress and called an ambulance to the scene. Another police car pulls up, obstructing our view from this angle and making it hard to clearly see what unfolded in the next four minutes between the officers and Floyd. We do see Officer Chauvin pull up to the scene with his colleague. And behind the vehicle's open door, we can make out what seems to be a struggle. Whatever was happening between Floyd and the officers at that very moment caught the attention of this passerby who stops to watch. Two minutes later, a witness standing on Chicago Avenue captures part of the scene unfolding behind the squad car. One officer looks over as three of his colleagues restrain Floyd, who is lying face down on the ground in handcuffs. We don't know how Floyd ended up on the ground. One officer is pressing his knee into Floyd's neck, which we see clearly in this video, taken only seconds later by another witness standing in front of the grocery store. She captured the next 10 minutes of his deadly arrest up until he is taken away in an ambulance. Prosecutors say, quote, Mr. Lane put his hands on Mr. Floyd and pulled him out of the car, and he actively resisted being handcuffed, end quote. They say after he was handcuffed that George Floyd became cooperative with the officers. Body cameras worn by the officers show that Floyd was very apologetic, but it wasn't until they tried to put him in their squad car that the struggle started. According to the report, Floyd, quote, stiffened up, fell to the ground, and told the officers he was claustrophobic. At one point during this, Derek Chauvin, the officer who would be the one to take Floyd's life, arrived at the scene. While George was face down in the ground in handcuffs, Derek Chauvin put his knee on his neck, and for a gruesome nine minutes, he kept it there. Gasping for air, Floyd yelled out, you're going to kill me, man, based on Chauvin's body cam. Floyd said more than 20 times that he couldn't breathe, but was ignored. People outraged by the inhumanity shown grouped together in protest. They lied face down on the floor with their hands behind their backs, chanting, I can't breathe. For that cop to still be that aggressive with him, it was clearly something else other than like his actions. It had to be his appearance. Like I just hate that. The people that were recording, they were saying like, um, 
you know you're killing him and the, the police officer just didn't like really care or listen to them and he was just he just continued just kneeling on his neck. Just because of the area it was in, I would say there probably was some racism behind it. And it might have not been racism. Maybe he just felt like he had to prove that he had power um, just because of the situation he put himself in at that moment. But racism is one of the things that pisses me off. Like, dude, love everyone, be nice. Who the fuck cares what you look like, where you come from? We're all humans on this great earth. Just love, man. Come on. The police officer was being stupid and you know, just like holding him down um, by his neck. He was kneeling on his neck and I thought he was just taking it too far because, I mean, the dude was already in handcuffs. There wasn't much he was going to do. Derek Chauvin was charged with murder and manslaughter on May 29th and sentenced to 35 years and on June 4th, a memorial service for Floyd was held in Minneapolis. People pay tribute by standing in silence for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, the amount of time he laid on the ground during his arrest. Thirty-five years. If you add that up, that is his life. Like that is the remainder of his life in jail. It is an eye for an eye. Like at the end of the day, the justice system is like that. And it's hard to put, you know, the feelings of anger and hurt and all of that aside. Maybe life in prison should should have gone with him because I mean, it just kind of looked like he didn't regret it. Like. He was just into it. When it's cases like that, I, yes. When it's like a life for a life. There, there are a couple of different ways for this. Because like, I could see why people would want him to be in jail for 35 years. Because like, he's living with that. So it's basically torturing him. And people who say, oh, the death penalty should have been done. But that's kind of like, oh, it's like it's over. It's done. He's gone. Like he, he ain't living no more. Which still sucks. But I feel like some people prefer the torture. Like, he's living with that memory. He fucked up. Every day will be hell for him. So I can see both ways. I don't really know. On June 9th, his funeral service was held in his hometown of Houston, just over two weeks after his death. Around 500 guests were invited to attend by George Floyd's family, and many more gathered outside to show their support. Whether Officer Chauvin knew what he was doing from the start or not, there's no getting around the fact he took an innocent man's life. This isn't the first case of its kind. It happens more often than we'd like to admit. And the scary truth is no one knows how much longer minorities will have to live with the thought in the back of their minds that any day, it could be them on the ground next. We have to look out for each other. 
and not be afraid to speak out against horrible acts of cruelty.